everybody you know is going to think you're nuts. Um, and so if you, you, you have to believe so strongly that the world will always tell you it's, it's either, you know, your product's not good enough, it's not going to work, it's going to be too expensive, you'll never, I mean, there, there's, in, in, in any venture I found, people usually around me, they don't have the passion. And so if, you, if you're passionate about something, you just kind of, you got to believe in yourself. I mean, it kind of gets back to your question is, why did I do this? It's just, I kind of believe in myself and I had a passion for bread and the, the pan became a passion. This is the Sourdough Podcast, the show about the innovators, leaders, and creative trailblazers in the sourdough community and the stories behind the bread. On this episode, Jim Challenger guests on the podcast and talks with me about his journey into sourdough and what prompted him to design the soon-to-be-released Challenger bread pan. We discuss his entrepreneurial background and how his interactions with the sourdough Instagram community inspired him to build a baking device made specifically for the home sourdough baker. Jim shares how his baking design and testing process were fundamentally shaped by input from baking friends from around the country and how the sourdough community has motivated him all along the way, from a beginning baker to sourdough entrepreneur. A quick community update before we start the podcast. A couple episodes ago, I shared a link on the podcast and website to support Kayla Riddle, the owner of Untamed Bake Shop, who lost her home and bakery in the campfire in Paradise, California. Kayla and her husband only recently were able to visit the ruins of their home 38 days after the fire. And while the road to getting her home and bakery up and running, I'm sure will be long and hard. I was recently encouraged to see that through the generosity of friends, family, and our very own sourdough community, we were able to go above and beyond their original GoFundMe goal of $25,000. I know several bakers helped raise funds on their own Instagram accounts and websites as well, so a huge thank you to all those who donated, and best of luck to Kayla and her husband as they rebuild. And of course, it's never too late to help out. The GoFundMe link is still up at untamedbakeshop.com. Also, remember, if you want to find out more about the podcast, hear previous episodes, or find links to my guests' websites, books, bakeries, and other projects, be sure to check out our website at thesourdoughpodcast.com. While you're there, visit the contact page and send me an email with your sourdough questions. I'll try to pick one or two questions per episode and submit them to our guest on air. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram and be sure to share your best loves with hashtag sourdoughpodcast or tag me and I'll repost my favorites. We need your support, so if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Now, let's get to my interview with Jim Challenger. Well, hello, Sourdough community, and welcome back to another episode of the Sourdough Podcast. Joining me today is home sourdough baker turned entrepreneur, Jim Challenger, of the recently founded Challenger Breadware. Uh, For the past few years, Jim has been sharing photos of his beautiful family, amazing meals, and of course, how I originally found him through his documentation of his sourdough journey and, and pictures of his beautiful bread. Uh, but this summer, however, Jim announced the creation of the Challenger bread pan, uh, a cast iron pan specifically created with the home sourdough baker in mind. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm super excited to speak with you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. It's an honor to be here. Like I was saying to you before, um, you've interviewed great bakers, so I'll fall into a different category. <laughs> um, 
but it's always good to, to talk and, um, you know, talk about sourdough, talk about being an entrepreneur. So it should be fun. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Jim, I've been following you on Instagram for a while and, uh, you know, most recently with much you know, anticipation as I kind of wait updates on the bread pan. Um, but for our listeners who might not be familiar with you, could you uh, do my telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. I guess I started my career as a programmer. So I got a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in computer programming. And um, I guess I was back in the 80s and started my career in the video game industry. Um, but but wow. kind of joined, joined that industry just as it was kind of going down. Um, okay. So I sort of left without a job and there wasn't a lot of tech going on in Chicago. Um, so I ended up starting a company in the mid eighties, uh, computer programming company. So I guess I'm sort of an entrepreneur at heart. Uh-huh. Um, so we just sold software to people that were building products that had computers inside of them. So it's sort of a fledgling little niche of a niche of a niche. Um, you know, there's lots and lots of really tiny companies like startups. It was sort of like the wild, wild west. Yeah. Um, with people trying to build products that first had computers in them. And then you had big guys like the automotive industry and the aerospace industry, um, medical instruments, but, you know, lots of different things. Um, and it was fun. So I enjoyed it. We were a tiny, tiny little company for about 10 years. Probably, yeah, maybe 12, uh, in years. Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago. Okay. Um, and then the industry is kind of shifting. I didn't really see the shift. One thing I saw was everybody was starting to move over to a, the Microsoft Windows environment at the time. Um, and the industry was starting to grow, but didn't really know about it back then. Um, and so we were, ended up being kind of the first company in our industry to come up with a graphical user interface to help people program these whatever products they were building. Okay. Um, so then we kind of went on this kind of growth wave for a while. Um, and Microsoft came into the industry and they were like a battering ram. You know, they were like, hey, this industry has got to be mine. They came out with a version of Windows for it. Wow. Um, so the industry went through a bunch of changes and I ended up selling my company um, and didn't really find anything else I wanted to do. I was kind of, I was always traveling. I was always working. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the same dedication that I put into sourdough. It's kind of like this methodical work too hard kind of mentality um that i just you know couldn't find anything else i never saw my kids at the time they were young and so i started being a dad and never found my way into anything else it was just it was great being a dad um and and i just really enjoyed it so there's kind of i don't know it's been over 10 years since i did that and i just kind of find different passions and and sourdough is really the latest passion Uh uh-huh well, yeah, and you know, it's the cool thing I think about about sourdough is it really does kind of pull people from all different walks of life, different backgrounds, different you know career paths, career backgrounds, and it you know kind of just brings everybody together. It's such a you know kind of diverse and uh, eclectic group. Uh, it is we have, um, but yeah, so you know, so your it sounds like your backgrounds in you know entrepreneurship, tech. Uh, what's your, do you have like any sort of cooking background? What's your, what's your, uh, um, history with cooking in general? It's kind of, kind of funny, I guess, you know, I'll start with kind of baking, baking kind of started, baking bread started for me in college. And back in those days, it was kind of really heavy, dense, whole wheat bread that everybody wanted. Um, so it was kind of my, my first sort of jumping into my twenties of baking. Um, and then 
the cooking thing, I think I sort of always liked to cook, but then as an entrepreneur, I wasn't really around enough to cook. And so that was kind of one of the things yeah. I dove into um, when I, when I stopped working and started being around my kids, it was just mm-hmm. a great way to connect with them. It's a great way to really connect with people. So it just, for me, cooking and bread kind of fall in that same category is mm-hmm. you can use it to share with people, nice to sit around a table and eat food. Um, now, you know, nice to sit around a table and eat bread or give bread away. So, yeah. um, I find them both just to be a way to connect. Yeah, you know, because I've seen a lot of amazing food on your feed, you know, uh, whether it be pizza or, uh, you know, some some delicious uh, meat that you've prepared, but it's clearly obsessed with sourdough. Um, yeah, absolutely. What do you think it is about sourdough that's kind of captured your attention for yeah. so long? Um, you know, it, it's funny, it was, it was when, whenever I was cooking, and I did, I do, I do and did love to cook, um, people always said that, that the way I think it's more, I think more methodical and everybody uh-huh. said, but you should be a baker. And I think, well, you know, I don't really picture myself as a baker. I don't eat a lot of sweet goods. Uh-huh. Um, and so I kept throwing into to cooking, but cooking's kind of, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then when you get into bread, it's very scientific, you know, so it's uh-huh. a good, it can, can be for sure. Yeah, I guess you're right. It can be. There's lots of different ways of really approaching bread. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was the, the sort of scientific approach of measuring things, trying to understand time and temperature and fermentation and things yeah. growing. So it just, it kind of sucked me in. Um, I tried, like I said, I started in college. I probably tried several times in my life to to bake bread. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably even in the early 2000s, I tried to make a sourdough starter from... What's her name? Nancy Silverton's uh-huh. cookbook. Um, yeah. She used fruit in there and bread, and it just didn't work. <laughs> so that, uh-huh. that was another one of my sort of attempts to jump into <laughs> baking bread. And, and, and I had no luck to build a sourdough starter. There wasn't a lot of information on the Internet about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just sort of, you know, came back into being, I think, I guess a couple, a little over two years ago now. I think I, I said to my wife one day, I said, you know what? I've tried this several times. I said, I'm going to jump in this time. And I said, I'm not quitting. I'm just, I'm giving it three years. So I'm a little okay. over two wow. years in. I said, but I'm not, I'm just going to keep at it for three years. If at the end of three years, if I'm not liking it or it's not fun, <laughs> then I'll give myself permission to quit. Uh-huh. Um, so that's where I am. That's such an interesting, yeah. You know, cause it's just, it's so cool to see how, different people come to sourdough a lot you know people come from it from you know more of some sometimes like an artistic uh background uh it's it's really a way to you know get in touch with their creative side and some people are maybe are on the other side of the uh you know spectrum they they come at it from like a technical methodical honestly obviously most people do it as a combination it's a little bit of both yeah yeah it has to be a little bit of both but uh yeah, it's just so. It's I really love talking with people about what it is about sourdough that has you know just drawn them in and how they approach it. And uh, but it's just so funny to hear that you gave yourself yeah. a time a time yeah. uh, limit of th- of three years and said, "All yeah, right, I'm out of here." Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to give up. I mean, that, like I said, and then sort of you know I know we're going to get to the Instagram community, and I think if I hadn't found the Instagram community, I bet mm-hmm. I wouldn't have made it to three years. Yeah, um, yeah. It's definitely, you know, changed the way I bake and there's just uh, a ton of people out there that are just so generous with their, their advice and encouraging. And 
It's just, yeah, it's like a worldwide community of, yeah, it is. It's just advice, um, encouragement, people, you know, if they see you say you had a fail, then they kind of, you know, give you a pat on the back and say, try again, or they give you some hints. Um, And then when you have a successful bake and it looks great and it tastes great, you know, people are there saying, hey, you did a great job. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, how I found you originally, you know, I feel like I, I saw, you know, I was just out there looking at all these, you know, uh, people baking bread and there's, there's either you or like Chris Lamb on there, you know, always commenting yeah. back and forth with each other and just, you know, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's how I found you. And then, and then, uh, yeah. And then it sounded like, you know, I was, I was following you there for, for a while. And then all of a sudden this summer, um, I, I start seeing a uh, little, you know, things here and there about this uh, bread pan you've been working on. Right, uh, right. I think it was in June, maybe you you, you kind of let got the uh, message out, and then July there's like a picture of it, and you're started testing it this fall, and uh, and yeah, you're work, working on a new design, and uh, yep. it sounds like you're getting hoping to get get it out there this uh, in the, in the new year. Yeah, so it should be hopefully early next year. It's been a a lot bigger process than I thought, um, but it's been like super fun and fulfilling. Um, but just it takes long. It's way different than software building a physical <laughs> product. That I can tell you. Uh huh. Well, yeah, and that, you know that's the main reason I, I you know kind of wanted to have you on the on the podcast today. Um, you know the kind of the, one of the, the tagline, if you want to call it that, for my my podcast. You know, is conversations with leaders and innovators throughout the sourdough community who are inspiring people to discover naturally fermented bread. And uh, yeah, I just think what you're doing is so interesting, inspiring. Uh, to me, at least, it seems like, you know, you took this passion for sourdough, your interactions with people online, you know, in the, on the Instagram community, and kind of turned it into this inspiration for this product. Um, but yeah, wh- so can you just tell us, um, where, did, where did the idea come from in the first place? Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's almost like the idea was sitting in my head when I first started. I remember, I think I started out on the, the little tiny round um, lodge combo cooker that, uh-huh. um, that lots and lots of people use. And now people have gone into, you know, lots of different sizes and things. Um, but it was very frustrating. I didn't really like the size of it. Mm. Um, and I think if I look back, probably part of the problem was my dough really sucked at the time. <laughs> so it, it probably wasn't so easy for me to get really bad, you know, floppy dough into the pan. Uh-huh. Um, so then I moved for a couple of years and until this, until my pan, I started was baking on the baking steel product um, okay. that I use for pizza. And I just started baking bread on there and steaming my oven in a similar way that Maurizio did on on his blog. Okay. Um, but the idea was always sitting in my head and I met someone once again on Instagram. Uh-huh. So I, I started talking to this woman on Instagram. Um, she's under at house copper um, just about her copper cookware. And I looked on her website and she had kind of a historical um, design for a skillet that she had designed. So she had made this product. So I, you know, I think we we're just emailing back and forth. And I said, you know, I had this idea for a cast iron product. Like, how do you make a cast iron product? So it gets back to, I'm a software guy, a tech guy. Yeah, totally no different. Um, so we just started talking back and forth and she got excited about it. Um, and she hooked me up with her product designer. Um, they only live about three hours North of me. Um, so she hooked me up with her product designer and the cast iron foundry that she used, which was also about three hours North of me. And she kind of mentored me through the whole process. Um, we've become good friends. 
Yeah, she was the one thing. Yeah, it's that community again. So she was very generous with her help and, you know, seeing me through. And when I'd get either confused or, or not understanding how to go forward, she was there once again with encouraging words and giving me ideas of how to move forward. Um, that, you know, we'd gone up there as a family. She showed me how he, she seasoned her skillets uh-huh. um, in her backyard with her husband and her kids are running around their yard. Yeah, um, I, I feel like I remember a, a picture of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I did. I posted about that. So it's just mm-hmm. been been fun. I mean, it, getting back to that, like when I first started, you know, I was keeping track of my expenses really closely, telling my wife, you know, I'm not going to lose money on this. I thought I'd sell, you know, 25. Then I was starting to get a little bit more expenses. I said, shit, I got to sell like 50 of these things. Uh-huh. Um, and I was I was nervous, but I thought, you know what? I knew enough people getting back to like, like Chris yeah. Lamb. Like we've been talking since probably I first started on Instagram. Um, and I was like, he'll use it. And I knew all these people. Um, and I thought, okay, for sure I should be able to do it. And it wasn't until we had those prototypes out and people started test baking in it. Yeah. Um, that just the interest was beyond anything I would have expected. Um, I mean, we bought a, we bought an outdoor pizza oven to season the pans uh, <laughs> because I thought we were going to season them in, in, in our backyard and ship them out of our kitchen. Uh, and there was way too many to do that. So you're just thinking, if I could sell 50, I can make back what I put into it. Exactly. And I'd have, I'd have the, the four that I needed for me to bake, and I'd have 46 or whatever number uh-huh. people out there that were using it and happy. But I just never expected um, so many people to really want it. Yeah. So tell me more about the testing uh, process. How did you go about getting it into people's hands, and, and how did you make that uh, choice about how you were going to get uh, yeah. feedback on it. Um, I think, let's see what, I guess I really just, I built or I had them pour 10 of them. Um, and I thought I'll, I'll send them out to people. And so I just, I talked to people who would help me through the people that were most helpful, like Chris Lamb, um, Trevor J. Wilson, who's, okay. you know, yeah. sort of now famous, but he was the one, when, when I first started baking, I, I kind of started on yeast at first and somehow, I don't even know how I stumbled across him. We emailed back and forth and he said, well, if you ever want to jump into sourdough, you should just jump now. So I jump <laughs> into sourdough. And so he's been sort of a friend and a mentor really from day one of the sourdough process. So oh, I asked true. him and he said he'd be happy. Um, and I just went to other, I'll call them good Insta friends. Yeah. Um, so there must've been six of them. Okay. Um, six. You, you sent six out. So I sent six out and, and people started using them and we'd email back and forth talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think I, on Instagram, I said, you know, send me an email if you want them. And I'm, you know, writing yeah. down or copying them on a computer, everybody's email addresses. And it was starting to get bigger than I thought. Um, and then I was almost, I was almost going to put the product out too early. So the very first prototype, it was good. Like I love yeah. it. I bake in it, you know, almost every day. Um, but there are things like the handle design wasn't quite mm. right. It was a little bit awkward to use. Um, and I think it was really Trevor who kind of said, you know what, you should just step back, you know, let's talk about the product yeah. and, you know, don't push it out. And I even considered, I think I had a couple hundred people. I even considered pouring a couple hundred wow. for the first people. And I thought, you know, I'm rushing again. I think it was just out mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. out of sheer excitement to get these in people's hands. I was like, I want it. I want it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I finally realized, you know what? I should just slow down and let's get it right. It's kind of like sourdough. It's like, you know, if you spend the time and get it right, you're going to be happier mm-hmm. in the long run. Yeah. Um, so I really pulled back. 
talked to all my task bakers. Uh, once again, Trevor was extremely generous in his advice and thoughts and um, what we could do to the pan. So he reshaped the cover so it's more the shape of a loaf of bread, yeah. um, thinking that the heat will be closer to the top of the loaf and it'll actually bake better. Uh -huh. uh, and then we changed the handles all together um, because it's kind of heavy and, and you know people have to kind of bend over and pick it up out of their mm -hmm. oven. So we really designed... I'm really happy with the design, though. I haven't seen a product yet. Um, <laughs> the, the covers, the handles on the cover are, are well-balanced. They don't stick out um, yeah. too much outside the pan, so it's really easy to use. It does, yeah, just, yeah, from, from my experience as a home baker in, in the using equipment I've been using, just by looking at it, I can, I can kind of tell, like, how uh, naturally it would kind of, feel to, to pick it up and to, and to use it. Um, well, that, yeah. So, so you, you have these six testers out there. Um, it sounds like Tre Trevor was kind of one of the main people that was giving you your feedback. Was there something, was there like a consensus about, or maybe like one main critique of the original design that stood um, out? I guess like, like a little bit hard to use. I kind of, um, once again, having never built a product, I sort of missed it. Like the cover has to fit on and you want it to be obviously well sealed. Yeah. Um, so that the steam doesn't escape. Mm -hmm. The seal was a little bit tight. And, and, and I, I did one of the, I actually did one of those 3d printers, which I'd never used before. So I 3d printed it and I should have caught it then that the uh -huh. cover didn't come off nice. So, th mm -hmm. so the cover was too tight. And if I built them, everybody would have struggled with getting it on. Like mm -hmm. I, I've kind of gotten used to it, but it's hard to get on and off easily. Okay. So then the new one we could, you know, change just by, I think three millimeters, um, the design of the lip between the cover and, and the, and the base. And, and so now the cover just lifts off perfectly easily. Um, so that was probably the, the biggest thing okay. and one of the biggest things that we solved. Yeah. And then, and, and so what, you know, in general, what would you say is what, the inspiration or, or motivation to to build this product in the first place like what what was kind of like the main push to say hey like i enjoy baking bread i'm using these products but you know that's where most people stop you know what right. what was kind of your motivation is it just like purely that uh, entrepreneurial drive you have that not, you know, the yeah. average person might not have, or what, what was it that kind of just pushed you to I don't go? Know. It sound, I guess it, it sounded cool and it, and it sounds almost funny, but it's like, I had so many friends on Instagram that I thought would like it, uh -huh. that it felt like a way of paying back for everything that they've given to me. Uh -huh. um, so it was just kind of, it, it seemed doable. Um, and it just seemed once again, a way to, you know, make better friends with people. Uh -huh. um, and, 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 and it's, I guess that's really it. Well, yeah. And there's been, you just kind of following along the, the journey on Instagram, at least you can definitely tell that there's a lot of excitement, I think, and, and just a lot of positive feedback about it. And, um, what, what would you say if you could pin it down to one thing, what you, have you, have you been surprised about any particular feedback you've received from the community? I think the thing that surprised me the most is how worldwide our community is. Yeah. Uh, like I see it, you know, it's like I follow people from lots of different countries and talk to people in lots of different countries. Um, but the interest is just, it is so worldwide. It's not U S centric. It's not 
any country specific. Um, and it's actually really been the biggest challenge for me because it's so heavy. There's no way for me to make my friends happy who live somewhere else yeah. if it's going to cost them more to ship the product to them um, than it is for the product itself. So, uh -huh. I, so, so then once again, it kind of, I'm always, a, I'm a people pleaser to make people <laughs> happy. I thought I have to find a way. So I'm still delving into it. And I hired a, a logistics expert to help <laughs> me figure out how we can warehouse these things in Asia and in Europe, uh -huh. um, Canada, us and South America. So then instead of paying shipping, we'll ship pallets of these pans to those different areas. Uh -huh. And then everybody will be able to get local shipping. Wow. Uh, so that, that that's been the biggest challenge and, and shocker and uh -huh. so far out of my element and, and literally within the last week or two, like I've been working on it, but I found a, a guy that really understands it. And so now I'm just, I'm confident that it's going to work and it's going to work out well. And everybody will be able to get like local shipping. They'll get to them in hopefully two or three days, you know, just like Amazon got everybody uh -huh. used to. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds like, quite the uh, divergence from software to you know, <laughs> hard cast iron, heavy cast iron. Uh, yeah. Just the logistics of, of doing that alone. I think <laughs> it's, it sounds it's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think a lot of bakers and myself included use the, the cast iron, like a lodge type product, you know, it's yep. deep dish, a uh, short lid. Um, what, you know, Hard question here, Jim. What you know? What makes your product you know superior to that type of thing? And, and what's gonna? What do you think is gonna push people out the door to go buy? You know, because those things really aren't that cheap to begin with. I, you know, when no. I first got into it, some everybody says, "Oh, you got to use a, a cast iron dish uh, casserole type product." And so I went looking, and I'm like, "Wow, these things are not cheap to begin with." Um, and you can go all the way up and down the scale from like. Five you know, to like a $300, $400, um, fancy French model, you know? Um, but what, what do you think is going to, it sets your product apart. That's going to really make people uh, want to go out and buy them. Um, I think it's, it's really the first one that's designed for bread bakers. So it's designed by a home baker. It was mentored by lots of bakers, um, mm -hmm. around. And so it was trying to come up with a shape that would let people, you know, easily put a, a large boule in. So you should be able to get almost up to a, a, a one kilogram boule inside, um, maybe a little bit smaller because the boules can get kind of large, mm -hmm. uh, but it'll also fit um, a thousand gram batard. Um, and we that's even, pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so, so, so it, it's designed for bread. I mean, that's really what it is. And even the thought was, what about demi baguettes? Mm -hmm. um, and so it, and since, since I can't make them in baguettes, so I'm not a good enough baker. I haven't really tried it. Like I know, um, Matt, um, from Matt's me, she, he baked the baguette in it, but the thought is you might be able to get two, um, dummy baguettes side by side. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was coming up with a shape for bread bakers to let it be versatile enough to, to do whatever they'd want it to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then once again, and getting the handles right so that it's easy to, you know, take the easy to get in your oven. And, and, and most importantly, you know, it's super hot, going to be very easy to kind of pull the cover off, put it on top of your stove and put your, your dough back in. Is there, uh, is there certain individuals out there that, you know, you talked about, um, Trevor 
specifically? Are there other yep. people out there that have really been influential and in, in, in encouraging you to, to do this? Um, boy, probably really like, like too many people to mention. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it's really an incredible community. I, I, I really would say, I bet I wouldn't still be baking if it wasn't for them. I mean, mm-hmm. so many people have been, just been so encouraging. Um, you know, there are people, I guess who like Chris Lamb, I mean, you talked about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been great on the pizza side, the bread side. We've been kind of, you know, talking really since day one, yeah. um, Maurizio and his blog and just personal um, emails and comments back and forth has yeah. been great. Um, the angel in your kitchen up in California. Uh-huh. Um, she'd been really helpful. I think when I was in a, one of those bad slumps in the first year that you hit when you just don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> I remember she sent a very encouraging message yeah. and messaged me back and forth with some ideas. Um, and so yeah, the people are just, boy, they're too, too hard to, to enumerate. Yeah. There's one, Orchid Shine in Malaysia has sent me lots of great notes on scoring. Mm. Um, Brock in, in what's his Tuscan Baker in Australia um, gave me some great tips on retarding your bulk, which I tried for a while. Like there's mm. so many once away, so many ways once again to sort of address and yeah. attack and learn about sourdough. Um, the people have just always been encouraging, offering, you know, good tips and good advice. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it's really cool that like you're coming at this from like a home baker perspective as someone who's like really trying to hone in on their, their craft, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and there's just, I just, I just don't think, you know, somebody, uh, who hasn't invested this much time into their sourdough would, could ever really kind of come up with a product like this. Cause they're just, you know, they'd be grasping at straws or just kind of, you know, uh, kind of really clueless to kind of the, uh, the needs of a home baker. And so they're really, I, you know, there's no other way I could see, you know, someone creating a product like this other than, you know, having that background, that passion for just baking sourdough, which I you know, can clearly see uh, yeah. following you. Um, and I think it, it is a passion and, and, I, and I think, you know, it comes across in the product It comes across in the bread that I bake, yeah. um, even more of an obsession, but passion is probably a better word. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, yeah. What are the next steps for challenger breadware? What's coming up in, in the next year? Um, boy, it's interesting. I've got, well, you put on an app, just a, like a small app. I don't know if you saw it that, that lets people, um, get a collage of their top nine posts okay. um, over the last 12 months. I remember using it last year. Um, and one of the things that it didn't do is it never told me, like, when did I post it? I always thought, how are you supposed to know? People say that, you know, you'll get more likes if you post at certain times of the day. Um, mm-hmm. So along with the collage, we developed the app that will also tell you when each of your posts was made. So you can uh-huh. kind of look and say, oh, so maybe, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning is when, the people who follow me seem to like more of my posts. Um, so we put that in there and we've got other ideas of, you know, information we can give to Instagrammers to help them be kind of better Instagrammers to be more, more engaged. I guess that's a better word okay. um, to be more engaged with the community. Got um, it. So what else? I guess, you know, I've got a couple other products in mind. Um, I've got some feelers out. Um, so it's like trying to think of, innovative things you know what's yeah. really you know you can't put out another lamb um though i did talk to the, the the my mentor at house copper about making maybe a historical looking copper lamb but mm-hmm. you know mostly it's like what what is new like what's going to really help the industry grow 
Um, it just seems like sourdough is kind of, it's there, it's growing, it's all over the world. Um, so what do people really need? So mm-hmm. we'll kind of wait and see. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I, I thought I saw something the other day about um, Blue Moon Farms. Yeah. Uh, a post. Is that, you know, is that something you're, you're uh, considering like a, a farm and a home-based bakery? Yeah. So I guess that, that's kind of the next step for so kind of me and my family. So, so we're in the process of building a farm. I'll call it a, a small farm since we're in the su- a suburb of Chicago. Um, but, 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 but we're going to have, you know, like an organic garden. Um, we're going to have chickens. Um, we're going to have a couple kind of pet horses. I think we're going to be the only people in our community <laughs> with pet horses, but my wife's always loved horses. Yeah. Um, and, you know, building a nice area for baking. So now it's like I'm on the counter, I'm up in a spare bedroom. So I'll have a nice dough table. Um, and, and so we've got some ideas there. So the idea is to really grow the home bakery business too. Um, so that's always been a goal of mine. I bake a lot for friends and family in our community. And it just feels good again. It's like the same connection I get on Instagram. I get connected to the community through giving people bread. Um, so then the idea is, um, once we move is to try to really open that up, um, and begin selling bread and hopefully I'll be a better, a good enough baker that can make different kinds of bread. I mean, yeah. if you follow me, I kind of tend to be so methodical that I stick to the same kind of bread, but I hope my skills will keep improving and we'll be able to offer different kinds of bread and, um, people will be able to put orders in, you know, on our website. So that's like Ooh. really exciting and something that we hope to move in May. Oh wow, they're coming up here! Wow, yeah, so yeah. you got a few few uh, irons in the in the stove. Is that is that the saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. But uh, yeah, I mean that's in the stove. There you go. Yeah, pans in the stove. Um, yeah, that's pretty ambitious. I, you know, like I, you must not enjoy sleeping because the, no. you know the bakers that I've talked to, man, they just they work so hard and they they the hours that they keep to to keep the bread yeah. fresh, you know, coming out of the oven. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, they work really hard bakers. I'm not, I'm not much of a sleeper and because of of the pan, I'm now sleeping even less. I'm hoping the pan will sort of settle down and kind of, you know, run on its own. It's probably a pipe dream that probably, you know, it's not really going to run on its own, but, um, the pan has taken over a lot of time and I do try not, uh, not to kind of slip in, in, in offering loaves to people that are just, you know, waiting for bread. Mm -hmm. Uh, So trying to, like a juggling act. And then in a, you know, be a good dad and family. And we always try to have family dinners and everything. So it's like, it's all sort of a sense of family and community for us. Oh, that's, that's exciting. Um, so, you know, I always like to ask a couple questions. Um, I got one for you that I think, you know, you might be able to answer, um, as far as, um, advice, you know, inspiration for, uh, people who, are out there, you know, that might be considering, you know, taking on a passion project, um, or, or a crazy idea, um, kind of taking it to the next level and maybe even starting a business. What advice might you have for people out there? I guess the best advice is everybody, you know, is going to think you're nuts. Uh Um, and so if you, you, you have to believe so strongly that the world will always tell you it's, it's either, you know, your product's not good enough. It's not going to work. It's going to be too expensive. You'll never, I mean, there's in, in, in any venture I found people usually around me, they don't have the passion. And so if you, if you're passionate about something, you just gotta, 
you got to believe in yourself. I mean, it kind of gets back to your question is why did I do this? It's just, I kind of believe in myself and I had a passion for bread and the, the pan became a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you just, you got to believe. I, I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, you know, I just, I think a lot of people, they are surprised by kind of what, uh, what creative drive uh baking bread can create in them you know and, and it kind of takes yeah. people in different directions um so it's, it's always interesting to see like what people do with with their their bread and um this kind of newfound yeah. passion and i mean it kind of gets back to the interview with bonnie like she just she had a passion she wanted to feed her family and yeah. for her it was just it was a way to do that and then she found bread and you know you listen to her she just got kind of sucked into to mm-hmm. baking and, and, you know, selling bread to the community and, and it just grew and grew. And now she's got a cookbook and it's like, because she believed and then the passion took over. So you just mm-hmm. got to have both, but she kind of believed she could do it. And then I think she fell in love with bread and the whole idea behind it. Yeah. And there's, you know, and there's always got to be connection with the community and there's got to be, you know, interest in, in what you're doing. And, and I think there's, there's ways you, you do that, that, you know, are going to, um, connect with people in a certain way that, that, you know, again, you, you know, you, you come you're coming at this as like a home baker and you're coming yeah. at this as, as someone who has that passion for bread themselves. Um, and, and I think people can resonate with that. And that's, you know, there's like an authenticity there, um, yeah, cool. that you're not going to find with, with every product, you know, out there. Um, but you can yeah. see that, you know, at least I can see that you definitely have that. Yeah, definitely passionate about it. And, and, and if you think about it, I mean, without Instagram, there'd be no pan. I mean, even if I, even, even if I invented it, what would I have done with it? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how would you reach Baker? So without mm-hmm. the community that sustained me and that I'm giving back to, um, there really would be no pan. There'd mm-hmm. be no way. It just, it's, it's really unbelievable to me. Yeah. It's like, it's like a kind of reciprocal relationship. Uh, it sounds like that, you know, uh, you're, you're being kind of, encouraged and poured into and 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 then you're you know it's all coming together uh to create this this product just you know it sounds like it's something that's been designed with the home baker in mind so absolutely um yeah anyway you know i've always i always like to give people a little opportunity to you know kind of talk about upcoming projects kind of talked about that already is there anything else you want you know your the instagram community the sourdough community to, to know about that you're working on um, I don't think so. I guess if you noticed or people have followed me, I sort of started, um, blogging a little bit more on Instagram or, you know, making kind of longer posts. I kind of, I called it, how am I going to learn to bake? It's like, you know, I feel, I feel like I haven't really learned. And so I thought, okay, what is going to do? I mean, I see so many people that, that, that feel like they're sort of at the same level of me, like, well, how are we supposed to do a bulk and how do we know this? And I thought, okay, um, and so for me and whether it's going to work out in, in a year, I could probably look back and tell you, so I dropped my hydration down to 60% and thought, you know what, it's easier to handle. I had been doing big loaves, And I, so this was, it was kind of in my head and I thought, well, I'm just going to share it and, and we'll see. And so far it's probably only been three or four posts. It once again, seemed to be resonating with people like, okay, well maybe I could do a couple more experiments. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, it is. I mean, you're, you're a baker, right? How do you really learn? Yeah. You know, if, if you practice the wrong things, you're not going to get anywhere. 
Yeah. Um, the, the memoirs of a baker, you know, he just talked about knowledge and practice kind of go hand in hand. If you don't have the knowledge and you practice what's wrong and I can say it with bread, I've certainly done it and probably lots of things in life. If you kind of walk down the wrong path, you're still doing it, but you're not really learning. Um, so I kind of hoping my series of posts will get people thinking and experimenting, um, and really learning, but I guess I'm hoping I'll be really learning. And if I figure if I'm really learning and it seemed to be working, then I hope it'll be sort of inspiring and helpful to other people too. Yeah. 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 I think that's maybe something that unites all sourdough bakers as well as like, you're always curious, like, you know, what if I tweaked this a little bit or, you, you know, I, even myself, when I, even when I get in a groove, if I'm like making bread that I like and it looks good and it tastes good and the texture's right there's always like a, a little inclination to like, well, what if I twisted this? And then I, you know, then I blow it and I start all over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it, it, so there's, and I think there's always so many things to tweak. And I think that it's kind of part of the challenge, I guess. And part of the fun until, you know, you end up with one of those busts and you're like, what did I really do there? Yeah. Uh, but it's great. I mean, I, I think it's part it, of the journey. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Jim, what's, what's a way people can connect with you? Is there a preferred way people, uh, you'd like people to reach out? Um, they can always find me on Instagram. Um, they can send me emails, um, through challenger breadware or through Instagram. I think my email is up on both accounts. Um, so I love connecting with people. So yeah, Instagram messages, email, um, anything I'm there. I love talking to people, especially about bread and pans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Well, Jim, it's been uh, a lot of fun talking with you today, and I'm excited to see where, you know, the, the bread pan takes you in the, the coming year, and I'll just be uh, eagerly watching from afar here in, in California, and I uh, wish you all the luck. Oh, sounds great, Mike. I appreciate it. And like I said at the start, it was, it was an honor to be on your podcast. I don't feel I'm at the, the level of other people, but I guess having a little entrepreneurial pan um, puts me into a different spot. So it, it feels great. It's the first time I've been able to really sit down and talk about it. So um, thank you for including me and really allowing me to talk about my passion, both in bread and in, in pans and in community. Appreciate awesome. it. Yeah, no, it's been my, my pleasure. And and uh, like I said, I think you're part of the, the community out there that's kind of just inspiring people to try new things and, and, uh, and, and try sourdough for the first time maybe. And yeah, hone in on their their craft. So, exactly. thank, thank you for uh, being on today. All right, thank you.
But freedom's a dream people still hold on to The poor woman's giving out a good time for money Rich man pulls over and he asks how much honey. Through cat calls and violence, she falls to her knees and gets right back up because she's got kids to feed. There's a disease infecting me It blows in the wind and shakes the tree We don't even see Young boy or girl, though not sure which one He thinks she's a girl, but daddy calls her son And all the boys point and laugh and the girls giggle too Young boy or girl wonders who do I belong to? A young boy in Memphis was in prison one day. He grew up in a black school that's now gone away. How can you look straight at this man think that we all have equal opportunity? And there's a disease infecting me. Blows in the wind and shakes the tree leaves. I don't even see.